wouldn't be successful if you obeyed the rules of our society. If you followed the latest medical advice, kept informed by reading the New York Times, got a good education, obeyed the law, made prudent investments, and stayed away from bad things like drugs. Sure, there were problems, but the scientists and experts were working hard to fix them. Soon a new medical advance, a new law, a new educational technique would propel the onward improvement of life. My childhood perceptions were part of a narrative I call the story of the people, in which humanity was destined to create a perfect world through science, reason, and technology, to conquer nature, transcend our animal origins, and engineer a rational society. From my vantage point, the basic premises of this story seemed unquestionable. My education, the media, and most of all the normality of the routines around me conspired to say, everything is fine. Today it is increasingly obvious that this was a bubble world built atop massive human suffering and environmental degradation. But at the time one could live within that bubble without need of much self-deception. The story that surrounded us was robust. It easily kept anomalous data points on the margins. Nonetheless, I, like many others, felt a wrongness in the world. A wrongness that seeped through the cracks of my privileged, insulated childhood. I never fully accepted what I had been offered as normal. Life I knew was supposed to be more joyful than this, more real, more meaningful, and the world was supposed to be more beautiful. We were not supposed to hate Mondays and live for the weekends and holidays. We were not supposed to have to raise our hand to be allowed to pee. We were not supposed to be kept indoors on a beautiful day, day after day. And as my horizons broadened, I knew that millions were not supposed to be starving, that nuclear weapons were not supposed to be hanging over our heads, that the rainforests were not supposed to be shrinking, or the fish dying, or the condors and eagles disappearing. I could not accept the way the dominant narrative of my culture handled these things, as fragmentary problems to be solved, as unfortunate facts of life to be regretted, or as unmentionable taboo subjects to simply be ignored. On some level, we all knew better, this knowledge seldom finds clear articulation. So instead, we express it indirectly through covert and overt rebellion. Addiction, self-sabotage, procrastination, laziness, rage, chronic fatigue, and depression are all ways that we withhold our full participation in the program of life we are offered. When the conscious mind cannot find a reason to say no, the unconscious says no in its own way. More and more of us cannot bear to stay in the old normal any longer. The narrative of normal is crumbling on a systemic level, too. We live today at a moment of transition between worlds. The institutions that have borne us through the centuries have lost their vitality. Only with increasing self-delusion can we pretend that they are sustainable. Our systems of money, politics, energy, medicine, education, and more are no longer delivering the benefits they once did or seem to. Their utopian promise, so inspiring a century ago, recedes further every year. Millions of us know this. More and more we hardly bother to pretend otherwise. Yet we seem helpless to change, helpless even to stop participating in industrial civilizations rush over the cliff. I have in my earlier work offered a reframing of this process, seeing human cultural evolution as a story of growth, followed by crisis followed by breakdown, followed by a renaissance, the emergence of a new kind of civilization, an age of reunion to follow the age of separation.
Perhaps profound change happens only through collapse. Certainly that is true for many on a personal level. You may know, intellectually, that your lifestyle isn't sustainable and you have to change your ways. Yeah, yeah, I know I should stop smoking, start exercising, stop buying on credit. But how often does anyone change without a wake-up call? Or, more often, a series of wake-up calls? After all, our habits are embedded in a way of being that includes all aspects of life. Hence the saying, you cannot change one thing without changing everything. On the collective level, the same is true. As we awaken to the interconnectedness of all our systems, we see that we cannot change, for example, our energy technologies without changing the economic system that supports them. We learn as well that all of our external institutions reflect our basic perceptions of the world, our invisible ideologies.